Hey y'all, and welcome back to The Faithful Sparrow. I'm Mel, your host tonight, and I just want to get right into it and uh, do a little, you know, backtracking. If you listened to the episode a few weeks ago, you kind of know that our, our goal here in this podcast is to be as authentic and transparent, um, be a little unconventional, but really just give you stories that are on our hearts, are part of our own testimony that give you something to hold on to while you're going through something, or it's an encouragement, or it makes you think, but it's nothing to give just a band-aid over it. We know that we're just over the the phone or um, in your ear pods and stuff, just listening to us. We know that God's ultimately going to be the one that comes through with you guys, But if you hear something, then trust that he wanted you to hear it. And um, it's been a bit, you know, after I made that first episode, I thought, you know, I'll start the juices will start flowing and I'll get another one out and another one, another one. And it just kind of stopped. And I had to take a kind of like a timeout and go, okay, God, what, what's, what are you doing here? I did the first step. I walked out in faith, but you know, what, what are we going to do next? You know, I always, always ask him that, God, what are we doing today? I don't know if you do that, but I do that. And so, um, I did know that in the, the last few weeks that I, I haven't been able to put out an episode, I've been in prayer and when he tells you to speak, you speak. When he tells you to rest, you rest. When he tells you to be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> and so I have just been in prayer. And so tonight we're going to go over just a little bit of how prayer um, can transform and, and kind of keep you in the in the spearhead of what of what he's working on in you. You know, something about a living and breathing prayer life brings me comfort. Even though my circumstances did not change overnight, I can now end any prayer session with peace. And how many of us in our lives do we need that feeling of peace? I remember going through the motions in my early prayer life or simply calling out to God when I was in trouble or really needing something. The conviction would set in and I realized that prayer meant something more. It's our direct link to Him at any time. Day, night, 3 o'clock in the morning, good days, bad days, trying days. It's the direct link to Him. And the part of the, in the Bible where it's King David, he screamed all the time. You know, Job screamed all the time. All the time. Jesus, our own Jesus, cried out to God. It's been wonderful to talk to God all the time. <laughs> There's parts of my life where I'm like, God, you probably don't want to hear from me. But it's me again. <laughs> you know, and that's okay. Because I've seen my life turn around through prayer and it's relinquishing control I can't do it God I'm coming to you before I do anything else you pray when you pray when you get up in the morning pray during your lunch break pray in the evening pray before bed pray 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 you know and before I was just when I felt like it you know or whatever now it's more of I meet you here every day Lord I had to learn 
this is why I, I was meant to start telling my story was because in prayer, I, I kept talking to him about stuff, you know, and he's like, put it down on paper, write it down. You know, for years, I didn't feel like I had a gift in writing or story t- storytelling or anything like that. And he'd be like, put it on paper, write it, type it. And you're like, oh, how do you know that? It was because it would never leave me. It wouldn't leave me alone. Like when I had something that I needed to get out, I would dream about it. I would hear it over and over again through music or fellow friends or, I, you know, click on a TV and it, the message would just keep coming louder and louder. I mean, he has a very, very pattern with me of waking me up dead in my sleep to write. Like I can't go back to bed until I write it. So on my nightstand, I have a little notepad thing where it's just random little things or whatever. It doesn't make much sense at the time, and that's fine. But then, you know, as I put it piece by piece together, it made sense to God. And that's all he needed me to do was do the work. I was constantly worried, stressed, and overwhelmed in my life. I also felt compelled to solve it right away rather than trusting the process. Are you like that? <laughs> Hello, sister. I was reactive rather than rather than proactive. Like if something was going on, I would react. Not again. Why now? Didn't, you know, like it was season after season of, and it's to the point where I probably rolled my eyes at God. It's like, here I am again. Instead of being proactive in my prayer life and going to God first and be like, you know, Lord, I know you've got great things planned for me today. Um, you know, just protect us and just work it through us. And that, I think, has saved my sanity, especially with the, the care that I need to give my special needs adult son. The mental exhaustion and the, the confusion and the, the, the hurt and the pain that comes with my oldest son lately, uh, I, I've been so thankful that I can go to prayer in it because I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Every day I'm trying new new numbers to call or articles to read or programs to find to give my son a fighting chance with his mental illness and it can be very exhausting but when when that problem arises and my and my anxiety increases I pray because I know if I don't I may just very well lose my mind and it's they're not long inundated prayers, you know. Some of them are, are very small and short. Uh, example of one that I wrote down um, in a season was, you know, this morning was extremely loud. Lord, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't get into worship. I couldn't get out of the door on time for work. I'm very tired, and I know I'm being very short-tempered when, when I'm tired with the kids. So please, you know, like boost my energy, Lord, you know, and give grace with others when I grumble at them, particularly my son. He, you know, he bore the, the brunt of punishment. Uh, also, as, as school finals are starting to approach and I'm, I'm struggling to meet work and school deadlines, help me keep focus and not be distracted by social media or the TV or 
other engagements that I know I should say no to instead of yes to. I'm confident that you will assist me in this because you want me to succeed and, and, I, and I know that you will make a way for me. Last but not least, my spirit has been concerned about this idea that I still need to be perfect. You know, I, I know you need me to be there and I'll, and I'll get everything caught up, but at the same time, I can't settle because I didn't get every single chore done tonight. I didn't get every single thing on my to-do list done. And, and I don't know why I'm, I'm like this, Lord. So if you can just, you know, help me know that it's okay not to be perfect, that I am imperfect, but I'm perfectly loved. You know, um, Lord, you know my health has not been in the best. And uh, I thank you for making a way in this. Um, I had a appointment today, and uh, the results and the news that I got—it's frustrating that I have to go through more testing, Lord. But I know that we're going to come out on the other side of this. But I still ask that if it's in your desire to give me complete healing, that that I will wake up being pain-free. I know it all things through your son, Jesus Christ, that this shall be done in your timing, your perfect, perfect timing, your daughter, Sparrow. After I prayed that, I had a spurt of energy and I emailed my professors and I got some extensions on some assignments. I tracked down at my to-do list and I kind of made it like a bubble of priority. I need to get this things done at the house. I need to get these things done at work and they were getting checked off and I was a little bit more joyous. I was smiling a little bit more. Um, I felt like he immediately gave me that spurt of energy uh, and he reminded me that, that though his time is valuable, that he values me because I prioritized him over everything else that day. Now, am I perfect and pray every single morning and every single night? No. But as soon as I am convicted that I missed the opportunity, I stop and I pray. Or sometimes it's like a little worship blessing. Lord, thank you right now. Just thank you for everything. Thank you for the, the loud noise. Thank you for the chaos. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have a headache right now. Thank you, Lord, that dinner is prepared. You know, thank you, Lord, for crock pots. <laughs> you know, just the gratefulness and the gratitude. And I, I just realized that by doing that, it makes a difference because I know when I don't, I feel like it's a long day. You know, like if I don't do it, it's a long day. But if I meet him first thing and and it happens to, to go in that order, I feel I just I think it works. I was um talking to a friend last weekend about how I was so scrambled to figure out what episode two was gonna be about and how long the, the message should be and and she was giving great feedback on the first episode. And I encourage you to listen to it if you if you do, because it's kind of funny, you know, admitting that I don't like women and that uh, I've waited literally over a year to do that first episode because of panic and anxiety and don't do it, the enemy, you know. And um, we were getting to talking and um, 
it brought back a good kind of memory of a project that I had done with a group of women. And they had you put your name on a piece of paper and tape it to your back. And then they did that as well. And you go around the room and you they add a word or so of describing you. And then when we're done, we get to look at our paper. Okay. I don't always get involved in a room full of women and want to be told what they think of me. I had known them for probably a little over a year. And they knew some of my story as well as I knew them and some of their stories. And so we're all trying to uplift in good, great words and, and all this other stuff. But when I was looking back at my paper and seeing them saying beautiful, smart, funny, gifted, one word, was kind of two words put together, stood out the most to me that I had to kind of research it. And it was long suffering. And I hadn't seen it like that. I hadn't seen those words together. No one really wants to like be described with suffering, right? So I had to read it and um, the, the one part that I liked about it says the meaning of long suffering is patiently enduring lasting offense or hardship. And um, some, you know, other ways it's having or showing patient in spite of troubles especially those caused by other people. And it was talking about how, you know, long, long suffering can be long tempered or patient. And it was, it was just some other ones of uncomplaining. That's what our, my friend and I were going is, and she stopped and she says, you were modern day Job. You have Job-like faith. And if you know me, if you get to know me here, you know I'll reference Job quite a bit because I resonate in that chapter more than any chapter in the Bible. And I kind of beginning to see why someone say Job-like faith the more I um, research that story. And I want to put it into terms like this is... You know, Job questioned God. He didn't blame God, but he did talk to God. And God didn't always give him the gravy boat answers. You know, he didn't give him the nice, sweet answers back. He sometimes threw those questions right back at him. And um, there's a part of it when, um, you know, Job's asking all these different things. And the Lord answers Job out of the whirlwind. And he says, who is that? Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? And I was like, oof. I'm, and this is a part of a book called Help My Unbelief by Barnabas Piper. It's really good if you ever get a chance to read it. He goes further and he says, Dress for action like a man. I will question you and make and you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of earth? You're not God. Where were you? I'm God. Why are you questioning me? Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or stretched the line upon it. Or what was in its base sunk. Or what? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning star sang together. And all of the sons of God shouted for joy. And he goes further on. 
And he says, um, Have you commanded the morning since your days began or caused the dawn to know its place? God relentlessly questioned Job for five chapters. He left with no response, but a clear sense of just how much God is bigger than our own understanding. And of course, Job replied, I'm unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. Unworthy, humble silence. Express yourself, man. Make your case. No, Job got it right. He saw God, or rather he saw God enough of who God was to realize God was and will forever be infinite, who acts rightly even in his methods are beyond the scope of human understanding. And right there's my point. Being long-suffering isn't something I'm taking great pride in, but it's because in my journey, in my testimony, I have learned that God's scope of things is far greater than my own. So it's going to come out. He's going to show me. And it's always for a lesson. So no matter how long I'm in that season or struggling, I just have to continue to go back to him in prayer and be like, okay, Lord, I know you have a purpose for this. I know you have a plan. I hope I'm getting ready for you to show me exactly what that is. I'm not really asking for it, you know, like if it's bad or, you know, you still want me to grow because, you know, if you're asking for patience or grow, he's going to show you. Um, but if when you feel like in your timing, thy will be done. And it's always after the fact, like the light bulb goes off and I'm going, ah, I see what you did there, Lord. I see why I had to wait. I see why I had to go through that. I see why I lost that friend. I see why I had to leave that church. I see why I had to divorce that man. I see why I had to protect and keep my boundaries. I see why I took on that project. I see why I said, yes, Lord. I see why I'm going to do this next thing. You feel it. It's like a concrete set in feeling that he, you know, he resolves it and discernment comes into play. And I am so thankful for it. Now, all of this to tie it in a neat little bow is before we get further into this podcast, I challenge you to begin a prayer life with the Lord. Um, I'm working on my website and I'll post a few resources of books and stuff, but right off the top of my head, the Gangster Prayer by Autumn Miles is a wonderful resource. She talks about how you can just be real with God and just be gangsta with your prayer. You know, be specific and own it. You know, be you know exactly what you're looking for, whether it be in healing, in prosperity, provisions, friendships, ministry, whatever you need. And it is so good to hear she her audible's great, but her book too either or and I'll, I'll get some other resources listed but I challenge you to before you get up and start your day grab that coffee and just start doing those small prayers and write them down if you need to and then as time goes along if 
you'll get better at praying and it won't feel such like a task. It'll feel like it's a necessity. Like you cannot move forward. Like my kids come right at me in the mornings and in the evenings too. And they now know that when I say it's prayer time, they can join me or they can go, but they give me that, that time with the Lord. And I'm so thankful that they're getting there on that. Um, and so I know things can be hectic, um, but I like to pray in my car. I try not to close my eyes while I'm driving, but that gives me a, a good 12 minute drive to work where I am just honoring God. Um, prayer time can also include worship time. So, you know, turn on some of that music that really resonates with you. Find a playlist on on um, your favorite music uh, platform and just get with it. Um, and he's going to talk to you. He's going to meet you. And he may ask questions like he did with Job. And he may convict your heart. And all of that's good because in it, his scope of things are so much greater than ours that we just have to learn to be faithful with it. You know, be believe in him because he's going to work it all out. And um, that's almost like laying it all at the feet of Jesus. Because when you start to pray and you leave it to God and you and you know it's going to be okay, that peace, that peace and understanding comes in and you just know it's going to be okay. Well, I thank you for joining. I hope this helps this week. Um, and I hope this encourages you. Stay tuned. More's coming. And I look forward to to hearing from you guys on what you've learned from this this episode. Y'all take care and thank you for joining the Faithful Sparrow podcast.